God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your brother Jesse Jarab coming at you. And this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. Do not miss today's topic. God always supplies. God always supplies, ladies and gentlemen, a very deep and very detailed topic, ladies and gentlemen. We get straight into detail. Our brother James is going to help with his opinion. And of course, I give mine with the rest of the broadcast. Your brother Jesse Jarrett coming at you with Christian Thoughts to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, you can give a donation of however you want to give it. Just go to anchor.fm slash jct to learn how you can support this podcast, to learn how you can bless others by blessing this podcast today. Anchor.fm slash jct. Do not forget the website, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you can bless this podcast with whatever uh, amount of donation you want to give. There is no minimum at all. Do not miss. God always supplies. And please, please support our our podcast today. Anchor.fm slash JCT. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Your brother Jesse Jarib, as always, with Christian Thoughts. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless one more time. This is your brother Jesse Jarib, and this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian but still being human, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Today is going to be a very great and very, very big topic. And I, the reason I say it's a big topic it is because, ladies and gentlemen, today's topic is about the big G-O-D himself. The big man upstairs, as a lot of people like to say. We are talking about God today, all about God today, but the main topic for today is God as the supplier. God always supplies. That is today's topic right here on Christian Thoughts. Today, we'll be basing our topic from Psalm 65, the book of Psalm chapter 65, and we'll be reading from 1 verse 1 through verse 9. And then, of course, we'll be starting with our commencing prayer. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you will turn with me to Psalm 65, if you have your Bibles, we'll be, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation um, for today. And uh, we'll go from there with today's topic. So again, ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 65, verse 1 through 9, for the glory of God. And it says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it says, What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. We will fulfill our vows to you too. Oh, sorry, excuse me. We will fulfill our vows to you. Verse 2 says, For you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. 
Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. You form the mountains by your power and arm yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding wave and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making, ri making it rich and fertile. The river, of, the river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it to do so. We're going to read verse 9 one more time, because it is our, our uh, base for today. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it to do so. Thank you, Jesus. We give you thanks, God, for another great and wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. We ask that, God, as always, that you touch everyone, that you speak to the hearts of everyone who starts to listen and who continues to listen them, uh, let them be touched, let them be spoken to. May they learn something new from your word for the glory of your name, Lord. We ask God that everyone who listens, God, may they learn something new. That everyone who listens, may they be blessed. That everyone who listens, God, may they, may they come to you. May they turn their hearts to you if they haven't already. For your name and for your glory, we ask of it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, God always supplies is today's topic, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about Psalm 65. We already spoke and we already read Psalm 65 from, from one, first 1 through 9. And then, ladies and gentlemen... And so, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about God, the supplier, the provider, however you want to call it, the provider, the supplier, he supplies, he sustains, he, he, he provides the glory of God. He is the provider, or as the word of God would say it. He is Jehovah Jireh. The provider. Ladies and gentlemen. We all know. And some of it take it as a cliche. Some of it have it as a cliche. Where we say that God is a supplier. That God is the Supplier. But ladies and gentlemen, it is no cliche. It is no, it is much more than just a cliche. It is not even a cliche. In my point of view, I would say it's not a cliche. Why? Because it's the truth. 
Jehovah Jireh, he is the provider. He is the supplier of our needs. He is the supplier of what we need, of what, what he knows we need. He's such a good supplier, we don't even need to ask him for what we need because he already knows what we need. He already knows, ladies and gentlemen, what we need. He already knows what we want. He already knows the desires of our heart, the Bible says. God knows it all. He is omniscient or omniscient. However you want to pronounce the word, ladies and gentlemen, it means that he knows it all. He knows everything. Omniscient. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not only omnipresent, or He's not only everywhere, He knows everything, which is why He's omniscient. Which is why, ladies and gentlemen, He's omniscient. Because He knows everything. He doesn't need... He doesn't, ladies and gentlemen, need for you. He wants for you to tell him. Because he wants for you to confess. Not only your sins, but I believe God, that God not only wants you to confess your sins, but wants you to confess, ladies and gentlemen, your desires and your needs. He wants you to humble yourself by Saying what you need. Telling him what you need. Knowing. Him already knowing what you need. But he wants to hear it. He wants for you to say it. Some of us are ladies and gentlemen so prideful. We don't want to say what we need. We don't want to ask for help. Not even to God. Hmm. We don't even ask for help from God, ladies and gentlemen. That, that is a mistake, really. A big mistake from a lot of us. A lot of us make that mistake. We don't want to tell God our needs. Not even God. We don't want to say what we need to God. We don't want to say what we want God to know about us. We are too prideful. God is the provider, but He only provides to those who, who believe in Him. And I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are watching on Facebook Live. That I uh, got cut off for a minute there. But we are back. We are saying, ladies and gentlemen, that we are so prideful we don't want to tell God our needs. God is the supplier. He's the provider. But He will only provide to you when you believe that He can. When you let go of that, uh, uh, of that humbleness. When you let go of that pride, I mean, sorry, I said that backwards. When you humble yourself and when you let go of that pride, that anti-humbleness, I should say, 
When you let go of that pride and say, God, I need this, or God, I need you, or God, I need that. Especially that second one. God, I need you. That's the first thing we need to confess. That's the first thing we need to confess to ourselves, that we need God. God doesn't need us. Don't get that twisted. God don't need us. He's God. We need Him. God is the provider of all things. He's the provider of it all. He's the provider. He's the supplier. Jehovah Jireh. Jeremiah 31 verse 35 says, It is the Lord who provides the sun to light the day and the moon and stars to light the night and who stirs the sea into roaring waves. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies and this is what he says. Let us read what he says. I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am abolish the, the as I am to abolish the laws of nature. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, it is God who provides or it is God who supplies or who allows it is God who allows the sun and moon to come out. It is God who allows the light of day to come out. It is God who supplies, ladies and gentlemen, the light of day and the darkness of night. And the moon and the stars to light the night. He provides it. God provides it. And again, I apologize to those watching on Facebook Live having technical issues today with our live feed. But let us continue. He is a merciful creditor. Ezekiel 18 verse 7 says, He is a merciful creditor, not keeping the items given as security by debtors. He does not rob the poor, but instead gives food to the hungry and, provide, and provides clothes for the needy. That's Ezekiel 18 verse 7. 18 verse 7. Lord Jesus, you are worthy. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, God provides everything we need. The Bible says it, and not only that the Bible says it, but I know it by a fact, by experience. Our worry what happens when we worry? What happens when we fear, when we are afraid? Not fear as in respect, like we talked about before, but afraid, being afraid, fear as in being scared. What happens when we are scared? Of what, hap what will happen tomorrow. <laughs> That's our biggest mistake. We, we, we are 
afraid of what will happen tomorrow. Let's say we don't have a job at the moment. Let's say we lose our job. Let's say we lose, you know, our income in some sort of way. Let's say just something happens that we lose our income, we lose our job, we lose our career. And we worry. We start to worry as Christians, and I'm talking to Christians here, ladies and gentlemen. As Christians, we should not worry. Because again, God always supplies. God always provides to those who are faithful to His Word. That's key. That's key, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that just because God is provider that you can do what you want and God is still going to provide and supply for you and you're going to live a life full of sin. No. It's to those, and I said this before, God's promises, including His provide or, or, or Him to provide to you, Ladies and gentlemen, for Him to provide to you, you need to be faithful to Him. For Him, for you to have any of God's promises in your life, you need to be faithful to His law, to His commandments, to Him. You can't just think that you're going to just live in sin, ladies and gentlemen, and think that God is still going to provide for you and you're going to continue to live how you want to. No. No. Santo eres Dios. You are worthy. Praise Jesus. So, God supplies and provides. He's the provider. He's the supplier. Why do we why do we worry? Why do we worry about what can happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day? Ladies and gentlemen, why do we worry period? As Christians, as those who are following His commandments, as those who are following um, in Jesus' footsteps, as those who call ourselves Christian because we are trying to do His will, why are we worried? Why do we worry? Jadip, are you saying this is a part two of your worry topic? Sort of. But ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Why do we worry? Why is God bringing this message again to us? To those who have already heard my don't worry topic. My, worry, my, my topic about worry and fear. Why is God bringing it to, again? Because apparently we are not listening. God is going to repeat himself until we start listening. 
and 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 until we start listening, don't start and blame God for something you know is not his fault. That's our mistake right there. <laughs> Excuse me, we blame God. We blame God. We blame everyone else, even God himself, for the mistakes that we commit. For, for, the, for the situations that we ourselves put us in. We put ourselves in. We don't want to blame ourselves. We want to blame God. Ladies and gentlemen, who are we to blame God? Who are we to blame God when, when, we, when we see that he's not providing, we blame him and we say, God, you're supposed to provide, and we start to worry. But why do we worry if we know he's going to provide in his time, not yours? God bless you, Brother James. You have an opinion? Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> trying, to, uh, trying to see what you can come up with after you heard that. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, not really sure if there's much to say after all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, think about it. I mean, you and I both know for a fact that we put ourselves in situations sometimes and, and we don't want to blame ourselves. You're right. And then we, we complain a lot. Oh, yeah, we do. That's another reason why, ladies and gentlemen, God doesn't supply for us. That's another reason why God doesn't provide when we want Him to. Because He doesn't want to hear, ladies and gentlemen, queja tras queja, as we say in Spanish, or complaint after complaint. God is tired of the complaining. Amen. How do you... How, how, you want to know how I know God is tired of complaining? Because I used to, <laughs> I'm one that complains myself. At one time or another, we've all we've all either been the complaint department or we're still in the complaint department. That's right, exactly. And um, now, now that you now now that I think about it, and you you mentioned it, we we do complain a lot. Oh yes, we, we complain about stuff to God more more. More so than complimenting stuff. Ouch. So it's it, it, it it's way it, it's way deeper, and I'm I'm gonna try not to not to preach off this opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
it, it, it's way more deeper than just compliment versus complaints. That's right. And the, the reason I bring that up is because we constantly complain and complain and, and we just keep finding stuff to complain about mm-hmm. or we just constantly complain about the same thing. But we never, we never want to sit quietly and give compliments for things that we have or things that were done or things that are in process of being done for us. Because mm. if you think about it, see what what we what we don't picture in our minds anymore is that God makes a way out of no way. Mm. And so if we if we have to if we have to sometimes if we have to sometimes let God show us, or sometimes He doesn't even show us; He forces us to see it. That's right. He'll force you to see, like, look, this is how it was in the beginning. This is where I have brought man from. I've brought man from a place where they didn't know which way to go next because there were no open doors because no one showed them the way. That's uh, right. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking to somebody here. I know that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. But God says that I've brought man from a place where there were no doors, and I've now guided you to a place where there are doors, and the one door that's always open is me. So if you go through me, all your other complaints will now turn into compliments. That's right. Mm. Amen. Think about that. So what what does that that mean? What, What am I trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen? What I'm trying to tell you is that look at your complaints before you start complaining. Mm. 99% of the time your complaints are an actual complaint it's more of a concern that you need to turn into a compliment 99.9.999% of the time right we we don't think before we speak we we, we really don't and that's that's a that's a that's a human that's a that's a human reaction that's not even a, a natural Reaction. That's a that's a human reaction that we just we just speak, and then right after we said, then we're like, oh, you know what? I should have thought about that. (laughs) Exactly. It 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 makes it makes more sense now that I'm thinking about it, and I just said that five minutes ago. Amen. Yeah. So we don't think before we speak, especially when we complain. And another thing, another thing we don't do is. We don't scroll backwards mm. through the Bible. That's right. We want to scroll forward and skip chapters and skip verses. Oh, come on. I'm pretty sure somebody's done this in church. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> you grab the Bible and you just start flipping forward and you just want to see what happens at the end and what happens next. That's but you right. completely ignore the current situation. You completely ignore the, the past stories that have led to the current story that gives you the future results. Oh, come on. Santo. Oh, no, that, that, that's deep right there. That's deep. Past stories turn into current stories for today, and if you keep reading forward, you'll get future results. Mm. That's all right. That's all right. So what, what, is, what does that mean in total? Because I, 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 I can see the question marks. Like, Brother James, what are you, what are you trying to say? Where are you, where are you going with this? I'm, I'm, I'm a little lost. I'm a little confused. I'm, 
trying to figure out what you're saying. Everything you're saying is making sense, but what, how does it tie me into it? Mm. Here's how it ties you into it. It ties you into it because you are in church. Mm-hmm. And you are praying and testifying that God makes a way out of no way, and he's a matchless God, and he's uncomparable, there's none like him, there's no other God in the world. Amen. You wouldn't, you wouldn't praise anybody else, even if they gave you a chance to. That's right. Because you, you, you already know that God is number one in your life. So here's how this ties you into it. You say that God is a matchless God. And God makes a way out of no way, but when you stop seeing things being supplied, you then start to complain. Uh. <laughs> or you let people around you that are complaining constantly complain too. And it 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 slows you down. Ouch. It it it, it slows you down. And what it does when, when it starts to slow you down is it makes you question your defense system. And when your when your defense system is now being questioned, you're now interrogating yourself, and you're thinking like, "This person's actually right. Like maybe I should just drop my guard a little bit." Watch it, brother James. You're throwing rocks now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You throw you throwing rocks. They hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I apologize for throwing rocks, but my lord. But you know sometimes. Sometimes you gotta throw a rock to get some scrapes because you need you need battle experience. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Come on now. Think about it. Let's, let's think about it this way. If if Genesis one and one says in the beginning God changed the heavens and the earth, so we already know that there's more stories to come. That's right. So what are we saying? So Adam and Eve are in the garden. They have no way of survival. Amen. God shows them this. God shows them how to do this. God shows them how to name animals and what trees to go to and everything. I'm going to just relax here. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're now now jumping a little forward. And I'm sorry, I I didn't start preaching already. I'm starting to feel it. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) I'm I'm starting to feel it now. But um, for now... We jump forward to the story of Abraham. Now, we understand that Abraham was told by God mm-hmm. to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. Abraham says, well, any of us would have said nowadays, I don't know where I'm going. That's all right. I don't have a map. I don't have a GPS in my car. I don't have a, I don't have a smartphone in my back pocket I could just pull out. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why you would even send me out there into the wilderness and have nothing and no one to communicate to or with. Amen. And God says, God basically said, Abraham, shush, I'm telling you to go out there because there's untouched land that I want you to claim. That's and when right. you claim it, you will have blessings and countless of the stars. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> Santo Dios. Come on. What does that mean? It simply means this. What you don't know and what you don't see won't bless you unless you go out there and find it. That's all right. Mm. Meaning you have to put work in to get work out of it. Mm. Mm. Blessings don't just, blessings aren't handouts. Blessings are earned. That's right. Blessings are are worth the effort. 
Only if you want them. If you don't want the blessings, don't put the effort in. Amen. Amen. You are correct. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it, but I got to preach to somebody out there. Think about it like this, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Think about it. We complain. And you ever notice, when we complain, ladies and gentlemen, God just stays quiet. Like, I'll just wait here until you finish complaining. <laughs> right. You ever notice when you complain, you make no sense? Oh my goodness, none at all. <laughs> Come on now, somebody. When we Absolutely. complain, ladies we and gentlemen, we complain about the most randomest stuff, and not even the most randomest stuff, the least things that make sense is why we complain. We say, oh, this is not happening because, well, Joe Schmo got a good car, and I want that good car, or I want a good car like that, but I don't have it because I don't know why, and such things like that, and I did <laughs> to the point. Or we just start talking gibberish. We complain about God not providing when we think God should provide. Oh shoot! Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Let me let me hold up. Let me back up a little bit. Let me back duck up. And, duck and cover. Duck and cover. We <laughs> think and we complain. By thinking God doesn't provide when we think he should. God didn't provide. I'm going to wait for God promise, God's promise to provide. We hear... Let me... Let me. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> should I say this? God, you want me to say this, God? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. We... Mm. Should I say this? <laughs> if I... If 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 I'm if I'm thinking what you're thinking, eventually it's one of us is gonna say it. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we hear too many. Hmm. We hear the prophet, ladies and gentlemen. We hear the prophet tell us we 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 the those of us that believe in prophets these days anyway. We hear a prophet that comes to our church. We go to the towards that 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 special service because that prophet or that evangelist is going to the church, and so we go to the church. We were trying to receive a word, and when we receive that word, we expect it tomorrow. Oh my God! <laughs> we expect that word to come true tomorrow. The, the prophet or the evangelist says, God is going to give you a house. God is going to give you a job. God is going to give you, God is going to supply for your needs. God is going to turn your lights back on and we expect it tomorrow. We expect it in the next five seconds. And when we don't, when we don't see it in the next five seconds, we get mad at God and we say, "God, you said that you, I was gonna get it tomorrow. I was gonna get it tomorrow." And God is like, "Uh, uh, that's not what I said." <laughs> <laughs> right. So here, here's God's defense. God was like, "I ain't, I ain't say that." That's right. I ain't say that. I sent the prophet or evangelist there. But I didn't tell him to say that. <laughs> so, I mean, now, even now they they they're standing there preaching houses and cars and land for days and weeks, and you're just like, yeah, I want that. I want that huge house, and I want all the land that comes with it with the speed of a Ferrari by tomorrow. And that's and, right. Uh, 
No, 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 baby. You you drove here in a Honda Civic. You need to get a Honda Civic kind of praise first, and then when when you when you learn how to bless that Honda Civic with proper maintenance, then we can teach you something new. But until then, you need to learn what you got first. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna leave that alone. But leave it. You better. You better. <laughs> I, I I can't seem to leave it alone. So for for the for the for the hard headed students in the class today. Ouch. <laughs> what you have to understand is that today's lesson is learn how to use what you have so that when something new shows up, we can teach you something new. Amen. Oh, man. Oh, man. You better say that again. You better. Uh, I'm going to repeat that for you. I'm going to repeat it for you. Learn to bless God for what you have. Learn to new, to use what you have. God is not going to bless you with something new until you learn to bless Him for what you already have. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We, go, we going somewhere. <laughs> we, we going, going somewhere. somewhere deep today. Whoo, santo. We, we, we going somewhere deep today. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot and it's spicy not, up it's in here. Hot. I'm not just saying that because I live in Florida. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, need to start complaining about what we don't have, and 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 not even. And and I agree with you, brother James. Sometimes God sent the evangelist a prophet there, but he never said anything. But even though God says it, ladies and gentlemen. When the prophet is, is, is sent by God and he tells you you're going to receive something, it doesn't necessarily mean in the next week or oh, in the next over, 24 hours. Over time you receive that. Amen. God... Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> should I continue or should I stop it here? <laughs> Maybe I should just put some music on and let, let everybody relax now. Ah. <laughs> uh, Oh man! The, the thing with these kind of topics is that it, it's it's a it's a deep topic for everybody, and there's probably some that are shouting off of this topic like yes, amen. <laughs> like it takes two young guys to actually address the stuff that's going wrong in the dang church. <laughs> that's right. Unfortunately, <laughs> it takes two young guys <laughs> to be like, you know what? <laughs> like, yes, we're in our mid twenties. Yes. We're still going through life just like everybody else's, but hey. That's right. We've and we rolled, and we've got scrapes that Neil Sporn couldn't cover up, but we kept going anyway. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, and, and Brother James says it exactly right. Sometimes you look at two young guys like us, you look at two mid-twenties or upper-twenties uh, kind of guys or people like us, and you say, oh, God can't use those. I'm sorry, what? My Bible says God uses whoever He wants to. What? I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says God uses who He chooses to use. And if not, then the rocks will cry out. That's right. You better tell you. You better preach. <laughs> so what? What, is, what does that mean? That means if if uh, if I think we the rocks, if, brother James. I think we the rocks, because <laughs> nobody else is saying this kind of preaching. You know what I'm saying? I, I think so. I, I think so. But you know, you know why no one else is saying it? Because everybody else rolled down into the valley, and now they're stuck between the, the they're stuck between the rock and the hard place. That's right. We but expect. What, is, but what does that What does that mean? That means yes, 
you know, yes, we're young. Yeah. Yes, we're 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 not at that prestigious platform where you know we're gonna we're gonna huff and puff into a microphone and just tell you any old wackadoodle kind of sermon because. Mm. That's what we want to tell you because it just seems really good. It gets the whole place jumping. No, no. Mm-mm. Even though, even though we're we're young and we're gaining experience, God says young people are the ones I choose to use because young people and kids and most of us forget this that sometimes young kids are honest. Oh yeah, that's right. Young kids will be like, uh-uh, that ain't right. That's all right. <laughs> ask my, ask <laughs> my four-year-old, like, she'll tell like you. That. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-uh. No, no. Ask my no, four-year-old, you'll no, see no, how... No. That, that don't even sound like something God would say. I know, that's you... right. <laughs> I was taught in Sunday school that Jesus loves me, and this I know. That's the right. The Bible told me so. No, my, my Bible does say, my Bible, huh, huh, should I say this? Should I say, I'm sorry. My Bible does not say God is going to well, prove. say on the second Sunday that Elder Thomas was going to tell us about his fancy house on the hill because he got a gate around it. Oh, no, that's right. Uh-oh. My Bible don't say God is going to provide only when I when I give the, the, the preacher a thousand dollars. Hello. My my Bible don't say God is only going to provide when I give the the pastor, the preacher, the bishop, the deacon, the 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 uh, TV evangelist. Hello, somebody. Oh, hello. The Bible Bible doesn't say all that. The Bible says, "Give what you have for the house of the Lord." Amen. So in return, you may be blessed. Now, if you have extra on top of that. Praise the Lord. You give that at your discretion. No one's right. forcing you to give that. Like, well, you can't be part of the church if you don't give $25 every Sunday. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Oh. No, just just because you want to toss out a $100 offering every week, that means you have it. That's I'm right. I'm towards getting a $100 bill. Don't judge me because I'm dropping a 10 here and a 5 there. That's right. <laughs> Maybe even a 1. <laughs> right. But... Here's the thing. Something goes in that offering bucket. That's right. That's why it's called a offering bucket. You offer what you have. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, somebody. It doesn't say give your license bucket. It says offer what you have to the house of God. Amen. It's not called the uh, bless the preacher for a thousand dollars for God can bless you bucket. Right. This isn't the this isn't the, you know, follow the fancy church member in the front kind of offering either. <laughs> oh, sorry. Churches, some churches do that. Mm, you ain't lying. Churches, some churches will be like, we need, we need everybody in the church today to drop a, to drop a 50 or 100 in the offering bucket. Mm. Why? Why? When you probably don't even have 50 people there. That's all right. You'd be lucky if you get 25 because some of y'all just preach what you want to preach because that's what you want to preach. Hey, what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is this, and this, and this, I'm going to, I'm going to stop it there. God, ladies and gentlemen, God sometimes needs to use people like us. Because the pe- the, the people more older than us are too afraid, too scared, too, too... 
don't want to offend nobody kind of people. You can't be a Christian and act and, and, and pretend you ain't going to offend somebody. Um, it's I mean, it's just not happening. It's really not. You can't be a Christian and, and, and think you're not going to offend somebody. Somebody's going to be offended. You just calling yourself a Christian is offending quite a few people. What did, what did right. Jesus say? What did Jesus say to the to the Pharisees and to the the Philistines that didn't want to follow his commandments, but that knew that knew the scripture? What did Jesus call them? It starts with an H, and it rhymes with snippocrites. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up told them, "You hypocrites, because you know the scripture, you know the word, but you ain't following." So don't, mm -mm. you can't be a preacher and say, I'm not going to offend nobody. Right. And then, and then you end up leaving service feeling bad. Like, oh, I, I, I hurt five people's feelings. Good. That's five people that needed to be hurt then. That's all right. That's because five think people. think about it this way. People are going to, people are going to talk. There's a, there's, a, there's a saying that I heard. And I, I never really knew what it meant. But the saying went like this. People are going to talk dirt about you because to the end of your day. And when it's all said and done, they're going to put dirt on top of you. So. <laughs> Amen. I've heard that one. I'm like, what, what is that? I'm like, what? When it's, like, what? When it's all said and done, they're going to put dirt on top of you. Huh? That's true. What does that mean? That means, what it means is that People are always going to be offended by what you say to you, what you do, how you live, where you go, what you drive, where you live, what you're living in. Mm -hmm. People are constantly going to be offended. So that's the only dirt that they have. So. In other words, people are going to talk just because they want to talk. Some people just talk because they want to hear their own voice. Right. So Unfortunately, there are some preachers like that in the church today that that just that just so they don't offend their church or they don't offend their the the people inside the church they'll 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 preach you know prosperity they'll preach oh God is gonna give you a great mansion God is gonna give you a great house on earth you're gonna have you're gonna have a billion dollars you're gonna be a billionaire but nobody wants to preach the hard stuff. Right. No, nobody wants to break the sweat from the pulpit anymore. That's right. Nobody and wants to tell you if you don't change, you're going straight to hell because that'll offend somebody. I'm but, sorry, but you, if you're gonna, if you got to hear it, you got to hear it. If God told me to tell you that you're gonna, if you don't fix yourself, you're going to hell in two days. I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the. That's the. I don't know about you, but I got to get it together for me and my family. That's right. That's the price of a <laughs> profit right there, ladies and gentlemen. Right. And and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you can agree with this this uh, this next sentence, Brother Jesse. Um, that on TV lately, it's been a lot of sugar-coated words. Oh, yes. That's right. why they put it on TV, though. Like, some, like but... 
not just TV. I'm pretty sure there are some churches that are doing these sugar-coated sermons also. Oh, yeah. A lot of places. A lot of places. It just seems like someone just opened up the warehouse of sugar-coated words for people and was just like, here you go. Amen. And unfortunately... It's like, oh, you need need a box of gibberish for third Sunday? Here you go. Here's something that doesn't make any sense. Or it it makes a little sense, but we're just going to completely, you know, water it down, make it seem so soggy that, you know, it's just going to get like two people to shout. Mm. Think about it. We started with God is the provider and we ended up with God's going to speak the way he wants to speak. (laughs) That tells you that God, mm, that tells you that God wanted somebody to hear this. It went from God is a supplier to compliments versus complaints. That's right. Which which then turned into supply and demand. <laughs> which <laughs> which turned into you better bro, you better put your seatbelt on because it's gonna hit hard. <laughs> oh man, you might as well buckle down the house, the car, the the the, the small wagon in the backyard that the kids play in on on the weekends. Get ready. That's all right. Because <laughs> th- th- this this wasn't one of those patty cake kind of words. This was mm-hmm. one of those words where if you by yourself, you're going to be shouting. <laughs> you're either going to be shouting or be offended. I'm sorry. Hey, one or the other. One or the other. That's all right. One, one or the other will happen. But just know that this has to be said. And I'm sure I'm going to have some, you know, people saying, I'm going to have some comments People saying like, "Oh, you shouldn't, you, 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 you offended me, or you're gonna, you shouldn't have preached like that." But I'm sorry, I, I gotta preach what the what God has told me to preach. Right. You look in the Bible. Done. None of the preachers in the Bible preach some sugar coat of prosperity every single day. No, you, you sometimes have to. You sometimes have to preach a a, a, a deep a deep ground rooted word, mm-hmm. and so I my opinion on today's topic is I feel like this. I feel that if you do get comments later, chances are you're probably going to get more good comments than bad ones. Even if I get bad ones, I know, you know, I've done right. what God wants me to do, so. Right. I mean, either, either way, bad comments are going to show up. Yeah. But I'm just saying with, with I'm just saying overall, with a, a word like this, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to leave some good comments because we, we dug so far deep that I don't even think a rope would pull us up. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> this this is one of those you know crank the well kind of things and bring the bucket back up. That's true. <laughs> you know, but it's 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 words like this where even if we did start with a topic and you know we started talking about the topic and then as you see we went completely off, off the track <laughs> past the grid. Yeah, and so words like. Words and topics like this, we just let it flow where it wants to. Amen. Where God wants it to flow. Right. So we 
we pretty much have an understanding that we may come up with a topic and God says that's good, but I want you to be like a river and just flow with me. Amen. Because when you go with the flow, you see so much more. And 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 not only will you see more, but your your overall view is better. Mm. Amen. I'm gonna it, say it again. It was <laughs> it was either and before you say it again, it was either us keeping quiet, us, you know, as we say, as we've been saying, tell you that God is a supplier and only tell you that God is going to supply no matter what. But that I can't say that God is going to supply it to you no matter what. I, I just can't because it's not the truth. God will supply to those. God is a provider to those who keep his word. Simple as that. To those who trust in him, to those who keep his word. And if you didn't hear from me or Brother James, if you didn't hear any of this from anyone, you were going to hear it from a rock or a five-year-old. Because there's been been times that that God had to use kids because the adults don't want to talk. They don't want to say what God is telling them to say. Exactly. And so God has to use the most innocent and the most easy to use, which is yeah. a kid. Right. God says, if I can't get you to listen, I am going to use the children. That's right. That's what I think, I believe that that's what the Bible means when it says that if we don't speak, the the rocks are going to speak for us. I believe that. If if we don't speak, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, if I don't speak to you... Who will? Who will? Hmm. You don't want to, you don't want to hear the answer to that sometimes. And I've said this on my podcast the other day. God is going to use, God has to even use probably the least person you, you expect. For him to talk to you. The least person you expect. God will use the least person. For him to talk to you. For him. For for for, for you to hear what he needs you to hear. Even from, even from a drunk off the street. I'm telling you. The rocks will speak. God is a supplier. Back to the original topic. God is a supplier. We need to stop complaining. We need to stop complaining to God saying, God, I don't have this. I don't have that. You said I was going to. You said the prophet told me that you were going to give me a house, that you were going to give me a job. I, I, I don't see it. God is basically saying to you, I never gave you a time. I told you to trust in me. Amen. Psalms 104 verse 27. They all depend on you to give them food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them and they are richly satisfied. That is 
That is David speaking on uh, the creatures and the animals of the world. So if God, in other words, if God provides for the world, what makes us think and what makes us worry that he's not going to provide for us that follow his word? You're going to have times of great, ladies and gentlemen, of great blessing with a whole bunch of food in your fridge, with a whole bunch of money in your bank account. But there's also going to be times that, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing you need to do is trust in God. There's also going to be times that where you're only going to have, as we say in Spanish, un, una lata de frijoles. In other words, a can of beans is all you're going to have. Trusting God. He's the provider. He's the supplier. You need to put your trust and your all into Him. All of it. Your whole life needs to be in God. And He will provide. Trusting God, He will provide. He will supply. He is the, he's the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He won't say it if He wasn't it. The Bible won't say that if it wasn't true. God provides if you trust in Him. That don't mean trust in Him today and stop trusting tomorrow. No. Trust in Him all the time. Not only in the good times. Praise and trust in the bad. Amen. Thank you, Brother James, for your opinions and for helping me out. Um, this, ladies and gentlemen, has been Christian Thoughts. We have had some technical issues with the Facebook feed, but hopefully with the podcast, you guys heard everything. Um, this has been Christian Thoughts. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we are now listener-supported. So please, if you will, if this message has blessed you, if this message has talked to you, um, I hope it has, go to anchor.fm slash jct, and there you will learn how you can support monetarily or... Uh, PayPal-wise, if you want to say it like that, there you will learn how you can support us and keep this podcast alive. So again, may God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. This has been Christian Talks, and God always supplies.